Fab, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it's a really big Mike, I'm Miles. I'm uh, in the city attorney's office. And, um, I staff the water commission meeting with Tina. So, um, yeah, welcome on board. If you have any questions or
do a duet. I, I was at a city council meeting last night, so. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Ackerman? Here. Commissioner Amendola? Present. Commissioner Armbrister? Here. Commissioner Mulligan? Here. Commissioner Savage? Here. Vice Chair Ronio? Here. Chair Clight? Here. All right, uh, we're gonna have a uh, new commissioner welcome and introductions. So thank you all very much for agreeing to be on the commission. And um, Gina, you're going to lead the charge on this? <laughs> all right. Um, so yes, Mayan, thank you very much. Um, we do have some new faces here, and we do appreciate your time. Um, thank you. We have a lot going on in Ventura and with water and wastewater. And so, um, I will just take a moment um, to go through our new, thank you, our new water commissioners, um, and have them just briefly give a little overview of uh, their background and and welcome here. So we'll start with Commissioner, um, oh, sorry, I'm going to get this wrong, Commissioner Amendola. Hello, thank you. Uh, my name is George Amendola, and I'm a 30-year resident of Ventura. Um, I've actually known Brian Brennan since he had worked at the chart house. Anyway. <laughs> so um, I have a long career in telecommunications as an executive of two NASDAQ companies, which were both licensed with the California Public Utilities Commission and other utilities commissions throughout the country. In addition, I've owned my own uh, telecommunications carrier which was also licensed with the California Public Utilities Commission. While I have no direct experience with water as a utility, I have uh, a tremendous amount of experience working with uh, utilities. In addition, I have a certificate in cybersecurity and risk management from Harvard University. And um, I've been trained in a member of the uh, Information Systems Audit and Control Association, the Information Systems Security Association and the International Association of Privacy Professionals. And as water commissioner, my objective is to enhance the economic and strategic viewpoint of the commission, working closely with staff to help draft future recommendations to the city council and acting in the best interest of the city, ratepayers, and citizens of Ventura. I am particularly interested in achieving the following goals. Exploring and making recommendations of how to stop excessive pressures of further rate increases burdening ratepayers while still delivering high quality essential services to the community. Justifying capital improvement projects and assisting with modeling, planning, and pre-development justification. Three, turning 
Ventura Water into a self-sustaining cash flow positive department that can meet current and future growth demands within Ventura without further burdening ratepayers with increased charges. Four, encouraging Ventura Water to adopt the Dig Once policy with its capital improvement projects and collaborating with other relevant City of Ventura departments, County of Ventura, State of California, and third-party utility providers. Five, ultimately I would like to see Ventura Water become a regional net wholesaler, seller of water to third parties outside the City of Ventura. And six, adequately address the cybersecurity strategy and requirements of Ventura Water to ensure confidentiality, integrity, and availability. And I thank you for welcoming me, and I look forward to working with everybody here. Welcome. Welcome. All right, and then we have Commissioner Arnbrister. Hi there. Um, my name is Emily Arnbrister, and I am very excited to be serving here as a water commissioner. I have worked in the water industry for the past three years, and I have my bachelor's degree in business from uh, UC um, Channel Islands, and or CSUCI Channel Islands. And um, I have experience in accounting, and I am very passionate about water and conservation and sustaining our water resources. And um, I am excited to give back to the uh, city of Ventura. All right, thank you. And then we are welcoming back our vice chair, uh, Ronio. If there's uh, good afternoon, everyone. For those of you, my name is Robert Ronio. Just recently retired from uh, 40 years in the water industry. Uh, Susan and I actually came in the industry together way back when uh, things were written on stone tablets. Together. I currently have a grade five in water treatment, a grade five in water distribution um, for municipal water systems, uh, cross connection control specialist, and um, on the board of directors for California Mutuals Water Utilities on the state agency, and formerly five years on the Fox County Groundwater Management Agency, and 20 years as a board member on the United Water Conservation District. Please don't hold that against me. <laughs> I know the history here. The city don't shoot the messenger, but I'm guilty. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. And then um, welcome Commissioner Savage. Hi, I'm Mike Savage. Uh, I've been a water resources engineer and planner for about 50 years, primarily in large consulting firms uh, and a variety of different ones in a variety of years. I've done a wide range of work that's really applicable to what's here, dealing with water master plans, integrated resources plans, urban water management plans, drought contingency planning, watershed studies, a lot of recycled water, particularly regional studies uh, in northern and southern California. Uh, my works really range from the Klamath Basin at the Oregon border down to Otay Water District to the Mexican border here in California. Um, I'm a diplomat in the American Academy of Water Resources Engineers. I was on the board of directors of the Water Education Foundation for about 12 years on the executive committee, so I bring a lot of understanding of California water that may help staff and the board. Uh, I think what's most important, most of my work in the last, particularly the last 20 years, is really worked with boards of directors uh, of the water and wastewater agencies, with city councils, with county supervisors, 
dealing with the, the planning, the funding, and the implementation of water resources projects. And hopefully I can bring some experience to support the staff and support in recommendations to the city council. Does it make sense for the existing commissioners maybe to introduce themselves to the new ones? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Please go ahead, Susan. Oh, start. Yeah. <laughs> you volunteered. Um, I'm Susan Mulligan. I retired four years ago. Um, I worked 35 years in the water industry. Started at City of Pasadena. Graduated from Stanford University of Pennsylvania. Got a master's at UCLA in business. Um, Worked 10 years at City of Pasadena in water quality and capital projects. Then we came over to um, Tigers Municipal Water District in Dallas Oaks and um, worked as manager of engineering for 17 years. And then the last eight years as general manager at Tigers Municipal Water District. So background is you know, water resources, uh, water district operations. Um, I'm a Water grade five water treatment operator as well. Grade three is water distribution operator. So my goal here is to um, help the staff in the city you know, make sure they're making good water resources decisions and financial decisions about um, how they operate and uh, passing on recommendations to the city council so they feel like what the staff presents to us has been reviewed and. And I've been on the commission for four years, and I have found that the staff is responsive, listens to what we request, um, you know, pushes back when they feel like they should, and takes our advice when they feel like they should, and it's been a good interactive process for the last four years, and it's been fulfilling as a public Good evening, I'm Jim Ackerman, a retired firefighter, 39 years of Ventura County Fire. Uh, my goal is finding and delivering water to uh, the hot stuff now that that career is over with. Um, shortly after my retirement, 11 years ago, I started tanking recycled water from the water reclamation facility to water my yard and uh, my bamboo and, and various uh, plants. And I've been doing that for about eight years now. Uh, my passion for water has increased so dramatically since I joined the Water Commission. I've had such a, a fantastic opportunity to learn about uh, recycled potable, recycled water use, and the Venture Water Care Program, uh, and the state interconnect. And uh, I'm just really grateful to be here and work with a lot of really great people. I feel like the water reclamation facility is my second home. I've been there so long. And uh, I just enjoy uh, all the people I've been with. And very grateful to be here. And my name is Nova Clyde. And um, I've been on the Water Commission since fall of 2019. And um, I by uh, you know degrees and training and uh, my work uh, about 30 years in as a hydrogeologist specializing in environmental cleanup. I've worked for the EPA, for the state, various states, uh, forest service, working on acid mine drainage sites and a whole variety of projects. Uh, 
some really nasty projects too. But given all that, uh, I feel um, that uh, the, the work I've accomplished probably removed a bucket of, of very toxic molecules because molecules are very small and uh, <laughs> they're hard to get out of water once they're in there. So anyway, uh, I've really enjoyed my term on the uh, Water Commission and uh, have learned a lot about municipal water. I'm uh, very proud to be part of the effort that got the State Water Project Connect pipeline and the Ventura Water Pure plant uh, designed and funded with the WIPI alone. Uh, so we're um, charging on along with that. I really appreciate all the work that the staff has done and uh, the good relations between the Water Commission and the staff. So um, I think with that, we've heard from everyone tonight. And uh, we'll go on to the next topic, which is the minutes from the prior meeting. So the um, commissioners who are present uh, are able to vote on those. Uh, those who are not present or not on the Water Commission should just simply abstain. Um, are there any comments on the minutes from the Susan. I have a comment. I've raised this before, and I won't hold up a few minutes. The minutes are written in a, in, as if they were copied out of the agenda, not as though they were actions that took place. Like it references an attachment that is here, and it says an update will be provided during the meeting. I think it would, I'd be more comfortable approving minutes in the future if they said an update was provided at the meeting, and just write them as though they were minutes. I, I, I won't propose a change this time, but I'd like to see that in the future. Is there a specific place where it says an item will be changed? Sure. Um, oh, attached is a tentative schedule. Yeah. Um, and they all say, you know, we've recommended that the Water Commission receive an update. The Water Commission did receive an update. You know, an update will be provided, attached as a tentative schedule. So just write them as right. though they document what happened in the meeting. Yeah. That's comment. Yeah, thank you. We will take that note. Thank you. With that, are there any other comments? Uh, just one. So you're talking about action items that were brought to the table and that we discussed that we can reflect back on those to say, I approve that this is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying that the minutes should be written as though they're documenting something that happened. That happened. In, that in happened in the meeting, yes. not that will happen. Very good, thank you. Right, yes. Okay, with that and the consideration to um, revise future minutes with that, those comments, I appreciate that. We'll make a motion to approve this Second. second that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll second that. Call the vote. Commissioner Ackerman? Yes. Commissioner, oh, Commissioner Amendola? Abstain. Commissioner Armbruster? Abstain. Commissioner Mulligan? Yes. Commissioner Savage? Abstain. Vice Chair Ronio? Aye. Chair Clight? Approved. And yes. the, the motion passes with four yeses and three abstains. Uh, our next item is uh, 
Water Commission roles and responsibilities. And the purpose of this item is to give our new commissioners and any members of the uh, staff or public who are sitting in the audience an overview of what the role of the Water Commission is and uh, as well as the responsibilities. And Miles Hogan, our Senior Assistant City Attorney, will do the presentation. Thank you, Miles. Uh, thank you, Chair Clyde and Commissioners and welcome members of the public. Uh, my name is Miles Hogan. I'm a Senior Assistant City Attorney with the City Attorney's Office here. Um, I've been with the city since uh, March 2016, so I think I missed the first 10 Water Commission meetings, and I've been pretty much at all of them since. Uh, I uh, am assigned to work with Ventura Water, so the Water and Wastewater Department, and advise uh, the city and the Water Commission on water and wastewater issues, and also uh, manage uh, the um, litigation that is primarily handled by outside counsel. Um, and now that I'm a senior assistant city attorney, I supervise um, three other attorneys in our office who handle uh, tr other transactional work um, for the city for other departments. So I'm gonna give a, a brief presentation on water commissioner roles and responsibilities. I will touch a little bit on the Brown Act only six slides, don't worry, this isn't a Brown Act presentation, but if you gave me a chance to speak, of course, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. So the uh, Water Commission was created um, through an addition to the Municipal Code, uh, Chapter 2.460, um, back in 2015. Um, you'll note here that Initially, there were uh, alternates on the Water Commission, and then in 2019, uh, alternates were eliminated, uh, and City Council also decided to stagger the Water Commission terms so that a bunch of people weren't terming off all at once and we weren't losing uh, that knowledge. So the first section uh, in that chapter goes over administration. Uh, so the Ventura Water General Manager shall serve as the secretary and custodian of records uh, for the Water Commission, uh, but does not have a vote. Uh, and um, Gina uh, gets help from Amanda DeLeon um, for all of those activities. And then uh, the next section goes over qualifications for service. So as you know, uh, we have four members who are in the professional uh, experience category. They have two-year terms. Um, and uh, they are not required to be residents of the city. And then there's three members who are in the non-professional category. I prefer to call it demonstrated uh, uh, special interest. I think that sounds a little better than non-professional, especially since often our demonstrated interest category, um, uh, they are professionals as well. Um, we've been very fortunate with uh, the applicants on the Water Commission and they uh, need to reside within Ventura Water service area. So they can be outside of the city. Um, the service area is a, a little larger than um, uh, the city limits. So uh, I occasionally get this question, so I just wanted to put it up on, on the slide for you all so you know what your terms are. If you think any of this is incorrect, let uh, Amanda and I know, and we'll check with uh, the city clerk's office. Uh, but <laughs> 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 I 
Oh, no problem. Uh, so here are the, um, the, the categories you all fall in and when your uh, uh, terms uh, currently expire. So there's a few items noted um, in the municipal code uh, for uh, requirements uh, that the Water Commission needs to do. So um, each January you need to elect a chair and vice chair and currently you have um, Chair Clyte and Vice Chair Aranio. Uh, you need to establish a regular meeting schedule. Um, that's typically done in the, the last meeting of the year or the second to last meeting of the year. And typically the Water Commission goes dark in July and August and then normally either November or December around, around the holidays and adjusting that month. Um, this month we also went dark in June uh, because uh, there were some absences on the Water Commission and decided to wait until we had a full commission again uh, this month. Uh, you can also establish rules and regulations for conducting business, but they need to be consistent with the City Council protocols. And I'll just note that um, currently the City Council um, is working on updating those protocols so it's possible when that effort is done we may need to take a look at the water commission rules of procedure and adjust those or they may decide that um, the commissions just don't uh, shouldn't have additional rules and they should just follow the protocols so when that's done um, i'll provide an update to you all on that and whether changes need to be made um, the commissions can also adopt application requirements, processes, and procedures to conduct their business. Again, the Water Commission does have its rules. Uh, the commission may designate uh, members to be on subcommittees uh, of not more than two members. Uh, so the Water Commission can establish uh, a subcommittee to study a topic. And then in uh, February through June of each year, every commission um, shall develop an annual work plan. That's going to be your uh, next uh, item on the agenda that uh, Jennifer Trebo will go over. And then in September, uh, each uh, commission uh, needs to transmit to the city council um, through the city clerk an annual report. And again, uh, Ms. Trebo will go over that on the next item. Um, so this is kind of one of the key slides of this presentation. So uh, the, the municipal code goes over the Water Commission's duties. So as it states here, uh, the Water Commission shall have the power and it shall be its duty to review and make advisory recommendations regarding water rates, water resources, infrastructure, infrastructure projects in the five-year capital improvement program, the integrated water resources management plan, water supply options, urban water management plan, approval process, a water dedication and in-lieu fee requirement, and other water resources issues. So just a few things to note um, on this provision. So that first section, I wanna highlight, make advisory recommendations. So much like a lot of the other commissions and committees, the Water Commission is an advisory body. So the Water Commission doesn't make any final decisions. You are a recommending body um, to the City Council. So you'll make recommendations regarding um, rates or uh, the annual comprehensive water resources report. So it's always an advisory recommendation to the City Council, not a final decision. And then um, on this list of items, this is just kind of an example of the types of items uh, 
the Water Commission will study. It doesn't mention wastewater, uh, but the Water Commission also covers wastewater and wastewater rates um, and policy issues there. Um, and then in general, I just want to highlight that um, staff will bring to Water Commission big project items that could involve policy development. Um, so it's really policy recommendations for staff and for City Council. Items that do not need to be heard at Water Commissioner things such as maintenance and service uh, agreements, um, routine professional service agreements, and assignments of work um, that do not involve major policy decisions. Uh, so there's always kind of a balance of whether something involves policy or not. Um, it's, and we have kind of the regular things that are brought to Water Commission each year, and then the regular things that are not. And then sometimes staff has to, uh, uh, Ms. Dorrington will um, meet with the chair and vice chair to talk about upcoming agenda items and help decide whether you know, an item needs policy input or not um, from the Water Commission. So this uh, slide is uh, regarding commissioner authority. It's a new slide I added to uh, our Brown Act presentation for commissions a few years ago because it's a new uh, provision that city council added just a few years ago. It mirrors um, city charter section 709 that applies to members of the city council. Uh, and they thought it was important to add a similar provision for that applies to members of commissions and committees. Um, so this new section uh, is to ensure members understand their role and purpose um, of the body. Uh, and, uh, and that they cannot utilize their appointment to serve their own personal agenda and motives. Um, individual members appointed to a commission um, cannot interfere with the duties and powers of the city manager, department head, or staff and they may not provide others, um, uh, sorry, orders publicly or privately to the city manager, department head, or staff. Um, and if they don't abide by this new section, it could result in the forfeiture of office and removal um, from the commission by city council. So I just, since this is a new provision, I just like to make everybody clear of it um, so that you know, we don't run into any issues and, and you end up getting removed by city council. Uh, there is also a commissioner handbook. Uh, it was created by the city clerk's office in 2011. Uh, it's reviewed annually for updates, and the 2021 updates include virtual meetings. Currently, we don't have the opportunity to do virtual meetings in this room. Um, it may be in the future when they finish um, upgrades to the system in here, that may be possible. And, it, and if that does happen at some point in the future, then I'll go over the rules for virtual meetings and potential options for uh, remote participation if um, you're sick or there's some other reason you want to participate remotely. Okay, so now just a few slides on the Brown Act. Uh, and the new commissioners, we did send you uh, the Brown Act uh, paper and then the presentation that the city attorney gave to city council earlier this year. But if you have any, have any questions, feel free to uh, reach out to me. Um, or Ms. Dorrington, and we'd be happy to help you uh, walk through the issue. 
So quickly, the Brown Act applies to any legislative body at public meetings regarding items of business on an agenda. So the Water Commission is a legislative body that's subject to the Brown Act. So what is a meeting? A meeting is defined as any congregation of a majority to hear, discuss, deliberate, or take action on any item within the subject matter jurisdiction of the legislative body. So anything related to water, wastewater policy in the city is within your subject matter jurisdiction. And the majority of the body here, you have seven members, so that would be four members. And it's possible to create what's known as an unintentional meeting or a serial meeting. So a serial meeting is a chain of communications such as letters, phone calls, or emails, each of which involve uh, less than a quorum of the legislative body, um, so three or fewer, uh, but which together involve a majority of the body's members. Uh, those communications can be direct or through intermediaries. So, um, I can't talk with one of you, and you tell me what you want to do, then I go talk to another one and say, hey, uh, Commissioner Clyde wants to do this, uh, don't you think it's a great idea? And then I go to the next commissioner, and suddenly you have a collective consensus of four of you wanting to take a particular action. Um, so just be careful uh, that even if you're doing communications in less than a, a quorum, it can create a serial uh, meeting in violation of the Brown Act. There can also be what's known as a virtual serial meeting, so through the use of technology, and that's why we're careful with um, email, instant mes messaging, texting, or even um, blogs, if I don't think they're as common these days, but uh, that can be a method as well. Um, so for email, it's easy to create a virtual serial meeting if you uh, send an email to multiple commissioners or if you forward an email um, from one commissioner to another, or if you hit the reply all button. And that's why you'll often see when um, staff is uh, emailing the commission, they're gonna use the blind uh, uh, carbon copy uh, BCC um, option so that you can't even reply all. There's no possibility of accidentally doing that and potentially creating a Brown Act violation. Um, commissioners should also be extra cautious with other internet communications and social media. Uh, effective January 1st, 2021, the, the legislature enacted AB 992, stating that social media communications fall within the scope of the Brown Act. So this is relatively new, um, but the rules are a little stricter here, so I just want to make everybody aware of it. A single contact between one public official and another normally would not constitute a prohibited serial meeting. However, under this new law's uh, social media prohibitions, it goes further. It prohibits a member of the legislative body from responding directly to any communication on an internet-based social media platform regarding a matter that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the legislative body that is made, posted, or shared by any other member of the legislative body. So now if one public official posted a comment in response to another public official's social media post about an agency issue, that could be a Brown Act violation, um, assuming uh, the two serve on the same legislative body. 
So even doing things like if um, one of you did a post and expressed an opinion within the subject matter jurisdiction of the Water Commission, even another one of you liking or um, hearting that uh, post uh, could be interpreted as a violation of the Brown Act now. Uh, so just be very careful on social media. I will note posting general information um, about the city, such as the next Water Commission meeting is this coming Tuesday, that is fine, um, but anything where you're expressing any type of opinion, you want to be very careful because uh, it can quickly uh, become a Brown Act violation if another commissioner uh, reacts to that uh, post in some way. There are some exceptions to, the, to a meeting. Uh, I'm going to quickly go through these six exceptions. Uh, first, individual contacts or conversations between a member of the legislative body and any other person. So you can have a conversation with a member of Ventura Water staff or a member of the public without any concern. Uh, for conferences, commissioners can attend public or educational conferences on matters of general interest without violating the Brown Act. Even if four of you were to attend, that is fine. You just can't gather together and then talk about something within the uh, subject matter jurisdiction of the Water Commission. For community meetings, you can attend a publicized uh, public meeting to discuss a topic of uh, local community concern organized by someone other than the city. Uh, you can also attend a meeting of a, another legislative body, such as the city council um, uh, of another public agency or our city council, uh, as well as standing committee meetings. And then finally, for social and ceremonial events, uh, you may attend those as long as you don't discuss uh, business within the Water Commission subject matter jurisdiction. All right, so finally, on communications, uh, Ms. Dorrington and I just wanted to uh, share some general comments with you. Uh, so it, you will likely receive communications uh, from the public uh, now that you're a Water Commissioner. And this is generally what we recommend, you know, let the, the member of the public know that you will get back to them um, or that you'll refer the inquiry to Miss um, Dorrington so that she can uh, respond on your behalf. So either of those work. Uh, you can call or email the inquiry uh, to uh, Miss Dorrington and uh, staff will work to uh, get you uh, the information you need to respond or they'll respond on your behalf um, in a timely manner, um, balancing uh, their workload, of course, for that day and week. Uh, but just a reminder, communication should not be to multiple commissioners because of the Brown Act. And email correspondence from commissioners to staff and staff to commissioners uh, generally is of record. So we just want to highlight that when you're uh, any uh, email you're doing uh, within your role as a water commissioner uh, is likely going to be a public record. So if we get a public records request, uh, we would have to produce that record. So you always want to be um, keep that in mind when you're emailing uh, and making a public record. Uh, you know, is it something you want to see on the front page of the newspaper? Um, how you're how you're crafting that email. Um, so just want to keep that in mind. Uh, 
And with that, I'm happy to uh, answer any questions you might have. Question, Miles. Um, with the construction uh, of the outfall and water pier and all these things going on, I'm assuming that we're going to get opportunity to go out to those physical sites to kind of look and see and learn what what it is we've been talking about for so long. Is there a problem with more than four four more being uh, at those presentations, like the outfall? I think there was one coming up. We were going to get get together and go out and look at that. Is that a, a situation that would violate the Brown Act? Yeah, thank you for that uh, question, Commissioner Ackerman. What I would recommend for that type of circumstance, if uh, it is a situation where a quorum of the commission would like to attend, uh, we can do it as a special meeting. Uh, we've done that before at the uh, Ventura Water Reclamation Facility where the commission wanted a tour of that facility. So we set it up as a special meeting. So we started the meeting in the conference room there, and then members of the public could attend and participate on the tour. So that's one option. Um, alternatively, I would recommend you know just less than a quorum um, uh, attending that event. I think for that type of event, it falls so squarely in within your subject matter jurisdiction that it's probably best to either do less than a quorum or or do a, a special meeting. It's good to know with all that's coming up and everything that will be going on in the future. So thank you. You're welcome. Mike? Yes, I have a question. Uh, our previous meeting we had with staff discussed email for uh, receiving emails here, and we were talking about getting email addresses from the city uh, rather than using our personal email addresses. Is that proceeding, or did I miss something? So is it set up as commissioners, or is it just going to their private email? Oh, okay. All right, so it's going to your private email, but right it's addressed as water commissioner, yeah. And I'd rather not have material going there. Okay. For a variety of reasons, I think it's better not to. All right, well, <coughs> we'll make that note and see if we can get that set up through our IT department. And then I have a question. Similarly, um, I've been getting emails from um, outside parties to the Water Commission. I'm assuming that the staff also sees those, so I never answer them. Correct, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you'll, you'll see a lot of um, interesting vendor emails, and uh, staff will take care of that. You do not need right. to respond to and that. And sometimes there are people inquiring about their bills or things like that yep it's more commonly vendors and things like yes that. know that know that we will we're seeing that and we get it to the right person okay good yeah thank you i have a question actually maybe a series of questions and i don't know who the most appropriate person to address these two are but i had some email correspondence last week after i was disclosed the resource package, it was named the Water Commission Information Resource, updated September 20th, 2023, and it had a series of documents. And I posed uh, a few questions, and um, I received answers. Uh, some of the questions were about, you know, water department projects on the agenda, which were reviewed by the Water Commission. And uh, that was related to last night's council meeting. And my question was, have the water department projects on the agenda from last night undergone review 
by the Water Commission. The response I received was, the Ventura Water Pure Project has been reviewed by the Water Commission as part of the CIP process, as well as updates provided by staff. Okay, and last night there just seemed to be a little bit of confusion whether or not some of those projects were disclosed to council previously or the Water Commission. So I'm just, I'm unsure. So I just want to ask these questions and maybe clarify a few things about the roles and responsibilities that I have, maybe the other commissioners have. Yeah, thank you, Commissioner Amendola. So the, the two items, I think there were two on the agenda for last night's city council meeting. So there was the award of the construction contract for the onshore portion of the outfall, uh, Ventura Water Pure outfall project. And the outfall project, the as you know, the Ventura Water um, EIR and the project overall um, went through the Water Commission back in 2019. So the Water Commission uh, got to uh, review the draft EIR and then the final EIR and recommend its approval, um, uh, both the EIR and the project, before it went to City Council. And then since then, um, staff has updated the uh, Water Commission on the project um, uh, periodically uh, uh, since then. And uh, the WIFI alone as well earlier this year came to the Water Commission. So as things come up on the Ventura Water uh, Peer Program that require policy input, such as the WIFI alone or other items, then those do come to um, the Water Commission for additional input. And uh, but an item like the actual who that construction contract is going to be awarded to, we don't really need policy input on that. Staff went through a robust um, selection process, uh, and uh, it's just because of the, you know, it's a, it goes above the threshold amount for it, and you need to go to council for approval. So that type of item would just go directly to city council for, um, for consideration, because it doesn't, uh, the project, the program's already moving forward, and it's just which contractor are we selecting for that element of the project. As for the other item, uh, that was a land use issue, issue related to annexation of the uh, parcel uh, that's anticipated to be used for the advanced water purification facility. And that actually went to the Planning Commission um, this summer because it was a land use and um, planning item uh, that's under their purview. Um, it's not really, uh, you know, land use really isn't the expertise of the Water Commission. And so that's why I went to that, that commission before uh, going to uh, City Council last night. I appreciate that. So does that facility and that site selection fall under water infrastructure? So the uh, so some of the next steps, I think you may have heard last night, um, we'll need to eventually move forward with a coastal development permit. Um, staff also anticipates uh, uh, having a designer selected for the advanced water purification facility in the next few months. Mm -hmm. And as that vision for the actual facility moves forward, the Water Commission will be consulted um, on the facility itself and things of that nature. So that, that's where 
the Water Commission will be able to provide um, further guidance and direction to both staff and city council on the actual facility. Thank you. And that leads to my next question, where I asked if they could provide a status update on these projects, both past and current. And the answer was an update on Ventura Water Pure will be provided on October 24th Water Commission meeting. Is that what you're referring to, the next meeting, October 24th? Um, at the next, uh, as uh, Ms. Dorrington will go over later on in her general manager update, kind of she lays out what uh, uh, is anticipated to be coming to the Water Commission over the next few meetings, as was a previous request of the Water Commission. And so currently it's anticipated that there will be an update on the Ventura Water Pier program and the status of the projects overall at that meeting. I think there's also slated to be an update on the state water interconnection project and where the status of design and agreements, et cetera, is on that project. Okay. Mr. Hogan, I also asked the question, and I don't know if this is within the purview of Water Commission or not, but I asked the question if staff could provide a complete list of known, current, or pending and foreseen lawsuits associated with the City of Ventura Water Department, including those related to water rights. And the answer I received was, we will need additional time to produce these. Yeah, um, so I can answer that right now. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, so the, um, the Water Commission does not handle litigation at all. That is a function of the City Council. Um, however, I can share what is in the public record. So we have the Ventura River litigation um, that was filed back in 2014. Um, and that uh, could impact the city's uh, usage and water rights on the Ventura River. Um, I'll go from that part of town over. So uh, there's no issue on the Mound Basin um, currently. Uh, the Santa Paula Basin uh, has already been adjudicated. Uh, that was back in the 90s and that was revised in the early 2010s. And so currently we are just implementing uh, that, what's known as a, a, a judgment and physical solution, and the court maintains jurisdiction over that uh, in perpetuity. And then in the Oxnard Plain uh, groundwater basin, where we have our Buenaventura golf course wells, uh, an adjudication was filed within the last few years in that basin. So the city will need to, uh, has, is participating in that case to defend its water rights on behalf of its customers. And then the, the final one is the Las Posas uh, Basin. We have a separate uh, system that the city uh, runs, the Satakoy Country Club water system and the city owns one-third, the Satakoy Club owns two-thirds, and so we had to participate in that case as well. Um, that adjudication, uh, the judgment was approved earlier this summer, but appeals have been filed. Um, so I foresee our involvement to be minimal going forward, uh, but we still have to monitor um, because we do have that system and serve those customers in that area. So those are our current cases um, involving the city's uh, water rights. Thank you. Are there any related to the State Water Interconnect project? There was a challenge to the State Water Interconnection project uh, challenging the environmental impact report. 
the city uh, won that case, uh, both of the trial court. It was appealed. We also won um, the appeal, and uh, they did not file for review with the California Supreme Court. So that uh, litigation is resolved. Great, thank you. I just have a few more questions, if that's okay. That's fine. Thank you. So these questions are related to the September 20th PDF that I received. And I believe the other new commissioners received this as well. And it's regarding the contents of the Water Commission information document. And uh, my question is, are there any items in the September 20th PDF that have not received Water Commission approval? And the answer that I received was interesting to me. It says, with the exception of water and sewer service ordinances and additional documents, with the exception of those, all documents have been reviewed by the Water Commission. Some of these items were informational updates only and do not require Water Commission approval. So I'm wondering, based on the responsibilities of the Water Commission, why some of these weren't reviewed or disclosed by the Water Commission. So some of those were established before the Water Commission had been established. That's reasonable. And they're still valid today? Correct. Okay, thank you. Um, if I may just add a little to that answer, and then there's sometimes documents that um, are completed by staff or a consultant, and then they're presented to the um, Water Commission as an informational item, but again, they don't really require policy input, um, so they're shared with the Water Commission for informational purposes, um, but they don't really need um, Water Commission to be digging into the weeds on it. It's really a staff or the consultant that was hired for it, really their function. So I'll just add that caveat to that answer. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I've had many observations of many council meetings over the years and Water Commission meetings over the years. And let me just metaphorically state this. I've observed that Council will ask staff during presentation items, consent agenda items, or formal hearing. Has Water Commission reviewed this? And I would just hear a response that would say, yeah. And, and that's it. Is, when we hear responses like that, is that generally when something is disclosed for informational purposes, like an oral report or something that didn't require you know, any recommendation by Water Commission? Um, I would have to know Maybe about the, the particular circumstance, but generally when it's a large item where it requires, you know, real policy input, um, staff try to include a discussion in the staff report of, of what, that it went to the Water Commission for review, um, what the vote was um, in them recommending it to the City Council for approval and if there's anything um, in the discussion of note um, to share with the City Council. Um, so that's generally what uh, the staff uh, does and that's true for other commissions as well so that uh, the City Council has that information uh, before. Uh, but on an item like uh, last night for the Ventura Water Pier outfall, the specific contract didn't go to the Water right. Commission, but the Water Commission has, is aware of and has 
um, approved the Ventura Water Pure program and is aware of updates on the outfall project. Okay, yeah, that's, a, that's a big concern to me when I hear you know, vague and ambiguous responses, not from you, not tonight, but just in general when questions are asked at council meetings about what our commission reported or if they've heard certain items. I'm just curious about the level of disclosure or the responsibility of the Water Commission oversight. And, you know, it, it seems to be ambiguous to me. And as a new member, I'm you know, just trying to do the right thing with my role here. Um, my last question is regarding that PDF document. Uh, my question was, do any of the items in this document pertain to upcoming city council meetings? And the answer was they can. And these documents form the basis of water wastewater resources planning and project development. So, I mean, there's a lot of information packed in those. And as a new commissioner, I mean, I'm just trying to come up to speed as fast as possible. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And I think um, uh, Chair Clyte has noted this before. It, it is a steep learning curve. Um, and I think staff and myself um, were available as you work through those documents or if you need additional resources. Um, again, staff does have their full-time jobs and they're implementing Ventura Water Pure, the Membrane Bioreactor Project, the State Water Interconnection Project. So they're very busy, so it may take a little bit of time to get back to you or schedule a time to meet. I think meeting is often the most productive because um, you can have this back and forth and answer questions. But um, if you need additional information, we can certainly get that to you so that you can be uh, an effective and comfortable water commissioner. Thank you. And then I just wanted to uh, respond a little bit to um, remembering back how overwhelmed I was, <laughs> and still sometimes am, by everything going on. Uh, it is important to get your questions out there to the staff and um, try to be as grounded as you can in what's going on so that you feel comfortable with your decision making and recommendations to city council. And always feel free to go to city council meetings where uh, an important water uh, policy decision is being um, discussed and water commissioners may speak as individuals and Miles please correct me if I'm wrong on this not necessarily representing the water commission but stating um, the support a vote that the water commission has taken in support of a particular subject or something like that Yes, that is correct. And then it's also possible if there's an item, um, this occurred with the water rights dedication and water resource net zero policy, where the commission can decide to appoint someone to speak on their behalf um, at the city council meeting on that item. And for that item, it was particularly helpful um, for the hearing uh, before city council. So it's a particularly um, complex item uh, and staff may request that um, for that assistance at City Council, but you're absolutely right. Right. And then the other thing I would recommend is uh, to really study the Integrated Water Resources Management Plan. 
Uh, the Water Commission has, over the years, put a lot of effort in, as has the staff, in reviewing and making that document, uh, which covers all of our water resources in uh, this community, uh, as understandable as possible. It is a very complex system, and uh, so a lot of um, work has gone into making this report be a very understandable and clear report, and um, the Water Commission will always be reviewing that, uh, and the Urban Water Management Plan as well. So I'd really strongly recommend those documents. Uh, dig in, and if you need help understanding something, please re reach out. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Chair Clayton. That first document, the the title is the um, Comprehensive Water Resources Report, or the CWRR. Yeah, which is our Integrated Water Resources Management, just adjusted title, in case you're searching for it in your list. There's, Thank there's you. many documents that are sort of interrelated, some required by the state, some that the city has uh, developed. So tying them all together is, is part of the puzzle. Thank you. <laughs> Commissioner Rani, please. Uh, first off, as new members that are coming on a commission, that since we're bound by the Brown Act, will they be required to take the AB 1234 training in order to come up to speed about the Brown Act also? They will. Okay. Um, will the city coordinate that with them, or do they have to go out on their own and uh, complete that and then present the certificate back to the city? Um, yes, the city clerk's office uh, coordinates that with them. Got it. Okay. My questions have to do with uh, slide number 10 that you have on your PowerPoint. Mm. <coughs> back two more. One. There you Thank go, you. right there. Whoop. Go forward one. There we go. Fantastic. My questions have to do with this and drilling down and, and getting through my pea brain about what this wording means because the devil's in the details. And so I'm going to ask um, for some clarification and direction so I make sure I don't step in it so deep when I get into this. So the Water Commission shall have the power and it shall be its duty to review and make advisory recommendations regarding, here's my question. Is the Water Commission allowed to drill down and review working documents that support a staff recommendation? Example, we are allowed to take a look at water rates and also the five-year capital plan. Many projects that are in the five-year capital plan have a direct impact as to what water rates are or are going to be. Do we have the ability, right, request, to ask for working documents that support a budget for a specific project? Um, yes, and I think it's, it's always a balance. Um, it's a balance of getting the information you need to feel comfortable um, in fulfilling your role on the, for example, studying the rates. Um, and I think uh, the Water Commission has done a good job the last few years on finding that balance of we need additional information on this 
particular issue related to rates before we're um, ready to move forward and make a decision. So the example you gave, I think, um, yes, if you need additional information regarding a particular project and that helps you inform your um, rates decision or recommendation, um, then yes. Um, but we always want to balance, you know, actually getting the work done and not completely overloading staff with too many requests um, and finding that balance. Okay. The second part of that question is what about if those documents are held by another department? Case in point, some capital projects that are done by public works will have a budget that is designed or developed by public works in order to support that document, not in the water department. And we request documents from public works that the water department is relying upon in order to come up with a recommendation. Uh, yes. If I may jump in. Please. Uh, how would we know <laughs> what... Uh, how would we know about these reports that we could request? Well, the uh, Public Works Department uh, does give uh, capital improvement program updates to the Water Commission, and I think that's the appropriate time where if you don't feel like you're getting sufficient information or the information you need, um, you could request it of them at that time. Um, uh, I think that would be one approach on how to do it. Uh, Commissioner Clyde, did you have an additional question I missed there? Or okay. Know what these additional numbers of the commission want to dig deeper, just so that you answered that. As the water commission, we want to be respectful of staff's time and staff's requirement in order to get things to the city council in a timely manner. With that said, two hours a month is not always enough time in order to understand or fully comprehend what goes into a staff recommendation. I'm wrestling with how to balance that um, with my responsibility as commissioner to follow this mandate and still be respectful of staff to get things to council in a timely manner mm -hmm. and not be a logjam in the process. Mm -hmm. As I understand it, we are handcuffed to only one meeting a month. No, you're not handcuffed to one meeting a month. The Water Commission sets a regular schedule in uh, typically at the end of the year for the following year, and uh, that's set up to be one meeting a month. But if we need additional meetings and the commissioners are willing, uh, we can do additional special meetings on top of the regular meeting schedule. In this presentation, we were presented with the um, ability to have working committees mm -hmm. in order to address issues. Um, but I did not see any guidelines on that and how to set those up. What can they be, what can these ad hoc committees be they have to be task specific and they have to have a defi defined period of time. Yes. As ad hoc committees are, the rules for them. Mm -hmm. I'm still formulating the question in my head. This is my thinking on my feet type thing. Um, 
what are the guidelines for being able to set up those? Are they done by the chair? Are they done in conjunction with the chair and the GM? And what are the topics that we're bound by? Again, is it this our mission statement? Yes, it would have to be something within the subject matter jurisdiction of the Water Commission. Um, so for example, uh, the next time we're doing uh, water, you know, evaluating water rates, the commission may want to establish a uh, smaller ad hoc committee to help with the rates during that um, period to help do work between the meetings. Um, that, that may be a benefit. Um, if you'll recall, there was a Ventura Water Pier ad hoc committee for a time that had two city council members and one water commissioner um, that assisted kind of with regular updates as the project was um, sort of in its infancy and then it was determined that it wasn't really needed anymore uh, at this point given the regular updates to uh, commission and city council on that. But uh, there's different options um, for how to set it up and um, yeah, if, if you would like to, I would suggest consulting with Ms. Dorrington, um, the chair and vice chair, and talking through what uh, the Water Commission may need and how to potentially structure that and then it could be brought forward for consideration at a, a subsequent meeting. Understood, okay. Um, last question, I promise, on this topic. If an ad hoc committee was set up to take a look at a certain thing, being that we are under the Brown Act, is that committee's work and meeting also open to the public and subject to the Brown Act? So typically, uh, if it's just a ad hoc committee and it's less than a quorum as it needs to be, uh, those wouldn't need to be um, noticed public meetings. They can be informal meetings where uh, the members uh, get together and but the work, uh, the documents you're producing, if you do produce any during those meetings, those would be public record and subject to a records request if requested. Uh, but they don't need to be noticed public meetings like this. Understood. Thank you for your time. Uh, I think just a, a comment on what you just brought up. An example in a way, although it's not called the ad hoc committee, is when the vice chair and the chair get together with staff to formulate the agenda for the Water Commission meetings. Those are not public noticed meetings. It's two members of the Water Commission. Uh, sometimes I'll invite a third. I never thought about that being, but it's less than four. <laughs> but, um, you know, the purpose is just to plan our meeting and not to make any kind of decisions at that meeting. But just so the new members know, that's a, a common practice. Susan? If I may, a follow-up on Commissioner Aranio's um, comments. I think what you may be getting at is, and, and this has been true even since before you were on the commission, we get up to the water rates, and we get recommendations, and we get kind of big numbers, and when we get there, we aren't confident about what's inside those numbers. And so when we have the capital improvement updates as the year goes by, and as maybe the budget comes to us, or as we move up towards the, the water rates, 
it would be helpful for us to have a good understanding of the assumptions that are in those numbers. Because it seems like repeatedly we get to that meeting and I usually say, I don't understand what's inside these numbers, I need more detail, and now we're in a rush. And I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way. So I don't know if that's kind of what you were getting at. You had questions about capital projects and you didn't feel like you got the answers that you needed. And those are much better dealt with kind of as we go along with the capital project updates in maybe a little more detail than we've had so that when we get to the rates, we understand what we're being asked to approve. So how you get there, whether that's an ad hoc committee or more detailed presentations, um, I, I just put that out there. Yeah, thank you for that uh, suggestion. And I think uh, staff and I are well aware of that. <laughs> and, um, and it's noted, and I think we'll make an effort to um, uh, make it as you know, stepwise as possible next time. I will note, we did have a lot of changes to the rates last time, structural changes, and there were a lot of moving pieces. Um, I, it, it will depend what uh, the commission decides, but at least this point, we don't anticipate as many kind of structural changes to the rates. We were going to monthly billing. Um, we were getting rid of the out of, uh, out of city rate. There were a number of kind of the, the sewer determination period. There were a lot of things, so I think we'll be able to accommodate that a little bit better um, the next uh, time rates are considered. Okay. I think one outstanding issue remains the staffing on Water Pier, which is a fairly significant thing. We've asked, that's been three years since we asked about that. And it keeps kind of getting pushed off, but it's in the rates. Um, and that is the sort of thing that you know, would be more comfortable if I understood what the staffing's anticipated and why. Um, and uh, I think some capital projects, too, you know, why they're prioritized, why they're costing what they are. Just a little more detail on those. And it's, it's not to be difficult. It's this is our job. We're supposed to be vetting all this for the city council. Understood. Any other questions from the commissioners? Any public comments or questions on this topic? Uh, Mr. Dan Crawford. Can I have those questions back? Because I, I wrote a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, my name is Dan Crawford. I'm a concerned Ventura resident of 30 plus years, 33 years. Um, and I'm very concerned about this purifying, reclaimed sewage water called Water Pure. I'm very concerned with that. Uh, my background is plumbing and construction project management with over probably 35 years, and you do not mix the two. Um, there is potential contamination when, when you mix the two. And um, one question is, what guarantees are there that our underground aquifers will not be contaminated with this purified, reclaimed sewage water? Another question, why has the state water not been connected since 1971? City Council approved that, 1971. 
We've been paying over a million dollars every year for rights to 10,000 acre feet per, per year. That is twice as much as the maximum output of the water pier, of, of, of purify and reclaim sewage water. Twice the amount. And that was never, that, that should have been taken care of before they even thought about water pure, you know, uh, the purify and reclaim sewage water. Why was that not connected? A seven mile uh, connection to Camarillo. Uh, the east end has probably the worst water quality, and that would have helped them considerably after, you know, after it went through the, the regular filtration. That was never completed. Somehow or another, this plan was grouped together. I understand the outfall. That had to be done. We, there was a lawsuit saying we had to do that. In my opinion, that should have been separate. And looking at um, what was needed for the, all these multiple unaffordable housing units that they're talking about, they're talking 10,600 to 15,900 is what's being proposed by the GPAC. That's un, unrealistic. So we need more, so I, I was told in uh, some reliable sources that the reason why we need additional water is because of the, this recommendation for all these prod, uh, multi uh, unaffordable housing units is why we need more water. Well, in the report, I was told, look at the report, you're, 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 you're picking out of the report that's not, and I said, you know what, you gave me a copy of the report, I started looking at it. What was in the report was only 1,100 acre feet for state water. What we're paying for is 10,000. Not, not 1,100, it's 10,000. So that, uh, to me, that report is inaccurate. So that's what they're showing, and they're showing water pure from what, two to 5,000 acre feet. State water is twice that. And I couldn't believe hearing this. We are selling our water rights to a municipality in Riverside. So I, I'm going to find out about how we can get an audit of all the money we've spent, all the money we received, and, and where that money is. Because there should be, there, hopefully there's enough there to connect the seven mile uh, a connection. And that would be uh, more than enough for all the, the new multiple unaffordable housing that's available. So that, that um, is my time up? Thank you, Mr. Crawford. Okay. Um, are, uh, on these questions, are these to the, are these, are these supposed to be answered from the? We can get you answers. Okay. So I'll leave all these questions with you. Um, I got a lot more to say, but the questions, there, there's a lot of it's in the questions. But thank you for giving me the time. And, and Mr. Crawford, just for future reference, um, the, the time for general public comment is separate in the meeting. Um, this was for items on, you know, the, the Water Commission roles and responsibilities, but um, just for future reference. And I think Commissioner Clyde is going to announce this at the end of the meeting, but I'll just say it now that we're likely going to move general public comment like what you just made to the beginning of the meeting starting next month so that people don't need to wait through the other agenda items, they can make their public comment on, at the outset. So just want to make that comment. And um, Chair Clyde, did you want staff to address some of those questions now or? Um, um, I think that um, what I would like to do, if it's okay with you, is get through the rest of the agenda 
and then tackle those. But let me just assure you that the Water Commission and the staff have been very involved in all of the issues that you raised. We have been studying this and going for the best possible solutions. So what you bring up are all the issues that we have been reviewing, studying, and coming up with solutions over the last five, six years, or whatever it's been. So, and, uh, so I appreciate your concerns. They're, uh, you know, what we have been working on to address. So I just wanted to assure you about that. But we'll give you another opportunity at the end of the With that, I, uh, are there any other comments on the Water Commission roles and responsibilities? Okay. Then we will, um, basically this is uh, to receive this written report, uh, and there's no vote on this particular item. So we will uh, move on then to the uh, item number three, the Water Commission Fiscal Year 2023 Accomplishments and the draft fiscal year 2023-24 work plan. This item is also a uh, receive and file. Uh, however, the um, fiscal, report, fiscal year report, our accomplishments, will go to the city uh, clerk. Uh, and then the work plan, we can either receive and adopt it. So I guess there is a vote on this, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes, there's a vote on this. Uh, and uh, or if there's a lot of questions and comments, we can address it in our next meeting. So, uh, all right, well, let's proceed. And Jennifer Trebo, our water resources manager, will uh, lead. Okay. Good evening, Gina. Do you want me to introduce myself or? since Miles had a long introduction. I wasn't prepared for that, but I can give a short one. Yeah, um, please, please do for okay. our members. Okay, I've, I've been uh, with the city of Ventura uh, also since 2016, uh, about in uh, June, July, um, and been working um, in the Water Resources Department and am, am recently been named the Water Resources Manager. Um, and the Water Resources, uh, section of Ventura Water deals with the Comprehensive Water Resources Plan, the Urban Water Management Plan. Um, uh, we uh, update the net zero fee um, and um, also uh, develop the demand factor study um, and anything else related to water resources. Um, so Betsy's not here, so I have been tasked with doing the accomplishments and work plan this year. Um, so this is something that we started recently uh, doing at the request of um, City Council. Um, and so in 2019, it's required that the uh, uh, boards and commissions develop and submit a work plan. Um, and so that work plan needs to include items that support the city council fiscal year goals as well as any other activities. Um, we adopted uh, we adopted work plans in the fall, so last year's work plan was adopted in October. Um, and this purpose is to provide city council with information on tasks and accomplishments. Um, so the the um, work plan from last year was included in the packet as well as the accomplishments um, and the work plan for um, 
the upcoming year. And so um, I'm just going to go over quickly. I'm not going to go over all the details of the what was in the packet. You can ask questions if you want afterwards. Um, we try to streamline things a little bit this year and make both the accomplishments and the work plan um, spreadsheets. Um, and so for the future, we'll be able to update that work plan kind of as we go uh, for the accomplishments for next year instead of all at once. Um, so accomplishments from last year, uh, the Ventura Water Peer Program, there was some specific components um, that were highlighted there. Last year, that was a city council goal that was spelled out, and so those updates were provided um, on those specific items to the Water Commission. Um, also, the State Water Interconnection Project um, updates were provided to the Water Commission on um, components of that project and the status of that moving forward. Uh, we did, we reviewed the water and wastewater master plans, um, the annual comprehensive water resources report and water shortage evaluation was done in the um, spring. Uh, there was uh, a couple of updates on the water and wastewater capital improvement projects. Um, we did our annual review of the water and wastewater rates. Um, there was a sustainable groundwater management agency implementation updated on all the uh, groundwater basins provided uh, in the, uh, I forget when that was, but um, at the end of the year. And then um, for water quality, there was uh, a presentation um, involving the water quality impacts of benefits of Ventura Water Pure. Okay, so uh, just kind of the components of the work plan. If there's, if there's a city council goal that's included, otherwise it's just the other activities of the Water Commission as in, uh, uh, staff proposes and then input from the Water Commission to finalize the work plan. Um, what the action is regarding the item, target date, status and activity to report on through the year. Um, so there was, um, there was no specific um, city council goal relating to the Water Commission this year, um, but there was, uh, included in the continuation of multi-year projects, Ventura Water Pure. So these bullets I have here, um, these were not uh, specified by the City Council as items that will be addressed. Rather, this was developed by staff as upcoming project components that will be brought to um, the Water Commission for review um, and updates. Um, uh, so the, um, and most of these are, most of these are status updates, but uh, completion of the outfall, the offshore portion, uh, marina park construction, begin construction of the onshore portion of the outfall pipeline, um, the design of the AWPF facility, um, the selection of the uh, advanced water purification facility, uh, I forget what CMAR, Linda, can you help me with CMAR? Construction manager at risk contractor, and then the, the MBR, uh, member of bioreactor design. So a lot going on for Ventura Water Pure this year, even though it's not a specific council goal. Um, so work plan, proposed work plan from this year is um, additional updates on the state water interconnection project. Um, primary items being um, completion of the design um, and uh, progress um, on the agreements um, that are going forward. So last year, you guys approved the, I believe, the operations agreement. Um, we're looking at uh, wheeling agreements for this coming year. Um, so those will be brought forward. Um, 
as usual, the Comprehensive Water Resources Report, uh, additional water and wastewater capital improvement program updates, um, the annual rate check-in, and then two items that were continued over from last year, um, the water and wastewater connection fees and the utility billing and advanced metering infrastructure updates, um, and then there'll be a groundwater basin update, and then we kept um, the item, the water quality item of increased outreach on the work plan. So next steps is that um, we can final plan, finalize the plan tonight, or if there's significant feedback and requests, we'll bring it back in October um, with those amendments. Um, and then we'll submit, if the agree to the accomplishments, we'll submit that to the city clerk's office. Um, and then again, once the work plan's approved, and then we'll um, submit an update um, to city council at the end of the year. So, um, as the chair mentioned, the recommendation tonight is to um, receive this written report and oral presentation on the accomplishments and draft um, work plan, provide feedback, and either adopt the work plan for submission to city council or direct staff to return in October with an updated work plan for water commission consideration. And open for questions. Yes, I think it was titled goals rather than work plan, so, but yes, attachment no, but D. That's, that's what it is. Yes. That's what we're approving. And um, if I could just briefly, the, uh, the original format was a bit lengthy and uh, cumbersome, um, probably my fault interpreting what the <laughs> city clerk's office originally suggested, and so uh, Ms. Trebo has come up with a more streamlined option that's more consistent with what the other commissions are doing. So that's reflected in the attachment. So I just wanted Thank to share you. that. This might be why you didn't recognize it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Any other commissioner comments? Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry, George. Amendola, yeah. Thank yes. you. Um, so, I have to express that I disagree in some ways that there are not really some things that are aligned with city council goals. And I think it's crucial that we ensure the alignment of the work plan with the council goals. Specifically, this alignment encompasses CIP expenditures with the State Water Interconnect, Water Pure initiatives, and in harmony with council goals, including broadband and a broadband master plan. It's worth noting that a broadband master plan is in the works. Um, the city council has approved uh, sci-fi to lay fiber optic cables, but nothing's been done. Um, uh, excuse me, Commissioner, can you explain the connection between broadband and our responsibilities here as yes. a water commission? Uh, I'm, I'm going to get there in a moment. I think it's important that we respect everybody's time and 
if you'll just bear with me 30 seconds, please. 30 seconds, yes. Thank you. So the point is the infrastructure and the capital improvements can be utilized to create more efficiency. And the efficiency to create other additional services, essential services, with a dig once policy. The roads are constantly being dug up and for water, for various other utilities. And to harmonize with the council goal is being overlooked within this work plan. And the council goal with regard to broadband. And what I'm recommending is that we work with staff to uh, put forth a dig once policy that when water utilities, water pure, water CIP projects are being implemented in the city, that there's also a policy to create efficiencies rather than having siloed public works projects to benefit the ratepayers, to benefit the taxpayers within the city. Um, there's a lack of efficiency within public works, within the water CIP, and the utilization of taxpayer and ratepayer funds to create enhanced services based on the water expenditures. A dig once policy would facilitate staff looking at this at a deeper level and that is in alignment with city council goal. I could expand on this for hours, but it is a city council goal. And Commissioner Clyte, if I may just briefly, this is a, a good real life example of the Brown Act I just discussed. So um, I think if you want to add an item like this, it would be um, consider a dig once policy, but I just want to caveat that I don't want three of you to now chime in and say, I think that policy is a great idea because um, it's not, you know, that's policy and whether to do it or not is not on the agenda for tonight. But I think adding it to the work plan as a consideration of considering um, or discussing a dig funds policy, I would frame it that way. So just wanted to um, chime in there. Thank you. And so I would request that staff develop a dig once policy in accordance with the recommendations outlined by the Broadband Consortium Pacific Coast. This policy should be tailored to the needs of the water department and water pure with a clear focus on aligning them with the goals set by the Ventura City Council. And I guess <coughs> I would just ask, this seems like we're, the water is a small piece of it. Is it, is it appropriate for the Water Commission to make this on? It seems like a sort of a city manager level consideration. It's multiple departments, multiple funding sources. I'd like, <coughs> I'd like to clarify, yes. Um, it, has been, it has been assigned to the Information Technology Department in, working in conjunction with Public Works. They will set the policy um, and we will follow suit with the capital improvement projects when that policy is set. So it is not within Ventura Water's purview to um, explore this policy or set it. It's been assigned to those departments. Question, point of order. If the role of this commission is to weigh in on infrastructure projects, 
is it not fall under that purview of an infrastructure project? Um, thank you for the question, Commissioner Almondola. I think as Ms. Dorrington stated, um, the City Council has already determined um, where you know input on that policy or particular issue should go. And so it doesn't seem like something where um, they need additional guidance from the Water Commission on that topic. They do or do not? Uh, they do not, and so therefore it's not um, an item um, based on the information from Ms. Dorrington that the, the Water Commission uh, would need to consider or add to its work okay, plan. Okay, so then my question is, if it is a goal of City Council to have broadband facilitated within the city, and we have public works and water, and there's a public use right of ways outside of the information technology division, then how does that happen? If it is a, if it's a utility, and please keep in mind that the water department's a utility and the California Public Utilities Commission is funding the broadband consortium Pacific Coast and the city of Ventura contributes to the EDC which facilitates the broadband consortium Pacific Coast. And yes, I understand that it is an IT issue, but it's also a infrastructure issue, a public right of ways issue, and then it becomes a, a use of capital improvement expenditures utilizing similar right of ways. And if we can deliver more value to the ratepayers and to the residents of the city, then wouldn't a policy help us accomplish this goal that council has? Uh, Commissioner Ryan. Um, I think I have the answer to your question. And it's on page 18 of 25 of this attachment. And what specifically it has here is the city's um, goals and objectives, and the broadband is one that they're talking about. The department that they put in charge of supporting that is Public Works and the city manager's office. Now, Public Works is the one that does the design for the water lines. Right. So they would already integrate that into homogeneously with the project. So it doesn't fall on the water commission. It would be the Public Works department and the Public Works engineers to match that goal since they're tasked with it and they already have a water line going in the street. No, I, I can appreciate that and I appreciate that you direct us towards public works. And so there's this, uh, my layman way of looking at this, there's this hot potato taking place between water, water pure and public works. And the money that the ratepayers are spending in water purer with major capital improvement projects or digging up our streets, but we don't have a policy to also lay conduit or add broadband. And joint use trenching could create a lot of value to the ratepayers and to the citizens of this community. And it would be a real shame to let this opportunity slip by because the conversation is so siloed. I don't disagree with you, but it's not within our purview. And the 
question is, is this the right venue or should city council be bringing that up and task it back to the water department? We can't set that mandate. We can, you've brought it up and there's people here that hear about it. Someone will surely ask a city council member about it. That's how this works. Let's go see how the little spider webs move. Right. <laughs> but that's, it's outside of us. So I can appreciate that and thank you. Yep. We're an advisory body. Mm -hmm. We're not creating policy. I'm just trying to recommend that we put this within the opportunity to recommend that somebody create this policy. And so I, I've played my case. If there's no support, I can appreciate that. But this is a, an ongoing issue that, quite frankly, it's holding the city back. Uh, I'd like to hear, if I could, from Gina Dorrington on our um, efforts to uh, do one dig whenever possible. I believe we're attempting to do that with the outfall for water purity. <coughs> You could comment on that. Please. Yeah, so we do. Um, we, we evaluate that. Public Works is working on a unified city policy with information technology. So when a project comes up, we evaluate what is fiscally possible. Um, and it's a discussion that, that happens. We are within the ratepayer structure. So what we can spend in ratepayer money, um, and that typically isn't with fiber. Um, so if it's not a public works project that needs to be laid with a water project, it will not be um, because it's using ratepayer money and won't be subsidized with public works funding. So until the, that policy, and it is, we work with public works, we are there, this is their capital improvement program, um, and when they develop that policy, we will adhere to it. I just wanted to expand upon public works has other responsibilities, including paving and all those things. It's not just broadband. It's we're not going to put a pipe in the road, dig up a new thing if we just pave. So it all comes together. It's not just one of these departments. And the public works seems to have the broadest purview. And I know as the city is expanding its GIS overlays, that'll help significantly, particularly if you get the master plans for these things, how they, how they fit together. Any other commissioners? Uh, Jennifer, yes. as we uh, move throughout the year, are we expected to get um, updates as we meet the targets, or are you going to provide like a <coughs> major update on our goals? We haven't done that in the past. If that's a request, I mean, I think this format is, uh, can facilitate that. So if that's um, a request of Water Commission, then we can do that. <laughs> I just didn't know how it was done historically. We haven't, it's usually an annual update. Okay. Thank you. I have one more question just about the, you're going to be giving these presentations. Of course, I haven't been here to see these and I haven't attended. So we'll have some time to review these documents in advance of the presentation for some period. So, uh, so generally, generally speaking, um, the, so the sort of agenda setting, there's, there's sort of some target dates on here. Uh, Gina will go over um, next um, the general manager update and each month in the general manager update she will preview what we think is going to be on the agenda for the next couple of months and then right before the meeting the chair and the vice chair meet to sort of finalize that agenda and then the agenda will go to the water commission um, a week five days or so before the, uh, uh, usually the Thursday before the meeting 
Um, if there's a large item, like the Comprehensive Water Resources Report or a big document, we try to give you at least a week, if not two. Um, and usually for that, those kind of documents, you have more than one kind of bite at the apple. So we'll have, um, for, water, for, the water for the Comprehensive Water Resources Report, especially this year since there's so many new water commissioners, we usually give a, a overview in February and then the actual sort of data draft report in March and then review the comments in April and then finalize it in May. Kind of so you get kind of, these bigger be. projects will be iterative, so it won't just be like, here's this report, review it, accept it, and walk out the door. Well, you get, a, you get more time. Thank you. Any other commissioner questions or comments? I have one. Okay, uh, Commissioner Aranio. Uh, I have one question. I'm not sure if this is the right spot, so please forgive me and let me know if I'm talking out of line on this. Um, State Water Resources Control Board has a mandate for water utilities to do a lead service line mm -hmm. audit that's to be done before October or October 2024. I don't see it on the work plan here. I think it falls in your wheelhouse. Um, is that something that the commission should even consider? Is that something that would be warranted? Am I totally out of line? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, it, <clears throat> so it falls along the same lines of meeting regulations, like our NPDES permit and our water quality. So we'll bring you um, an update on, on how that's going. We're in um, some stages of developing some things. We'll probably have some outreach information on how we're going to address the public with that um, coming up in November. But, um, you know, it's part of just operational staff duties to meet requirements. Um, and we will, you know, if we were coming into something where it needed a major project and we needed to add it to the CIP, it would come through in the CIP process. The interest level that I had on it, I would assume that because of the scope and breadth of what that is and the fears associated with lead service lines, that would be something that you would be presenting to the public and even possibly taking to the commission or correction council for them to be aware of as a good thing and being able to do that. And that's why I thought maybe it folds into the work plan and would come through us also. If it's an item that you specifically want to include as the commission, as a goal um, in receiving updates for, for where we are with that regulation, we can put that in there. Uh, it seems like it could fit under uh, water quality to receive uh, reports on the lead pipe survey and other, I don't know if there's other public, <laughs> I think there are, right? there are PFAS or something. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we could add that because currently the only um, proposed action is in increased public outreach regarding water quality, but um, I would agree that there's a great deal of public interest in um, particularly toxins that uh, are in the news lately or have been with us for a long time, or both, uh, lead, PFAS, PFOAs. Um, so perhaps uh, we could... Um, take it under advisement. Take, take it under advisement to add that. Uh, I'm sensing that we need to address and um, complete the work on this, the goals at our next meeting, so that's something that we could add uh, as an objective. Um, and 
Thank you. Yeah, let's let's hear from Commissioner Amendola and then from Commissioner Ackerman. Thank you. So last night at the city council meeting, the questions came up about emissions, and it was stated that there were studies. Um, there's a council goal of green technology incentives, and um, again, this is under public works, but. Is there an overlay on capital improvement projects as it relates to water with um, greenhouse gas monitoring, sensors, um, and CARP? Are there any overlaps or considerations within the work plan? The um, facilities are, are regulated, any emissions are regulated through the APCD, so it's just part of our permits for any emission creating equipment. Mm -hmm. um, those, are op those are operational permits that we adhere to. Um, in developing projects, um, that goes through, you know, evaluation of green technologies and where it's fiscally and economically um, capable to do so. And what about the California Air Resource Board? So we are under the Ventura um, County Air Quality APCD, so we were underneath that. So the new laws that come into effect in 2026? Correct. Are, you, are we preparing for those as part of our capital improvement expenditures? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Ackerman. Yeah, quick question. Is this lead pipe distribution uh, and or wastewater, both? It's distribution. Distribution. Okay, thanks. I also have a question. You mentioned in a previous meeting uh, the other afternoon about your addressing water quality, and I guess in, in addition to the things being driven by Flint about needing to deal with lead pipe, but you were also talking about mixing the waters and what's going to be happening as you bring in state project water and all these other ones. So I think that, I assume that will be part of our briefing on water quality, sort of whole package is to... And it will be part of the state water update as well as we move forward with that project. Thank you. Any other commissioner? Yes. Okay. I heard you say that. I heard you say that we could defer it, but I really only heard two potential amendments, and mm -hmm. one would be to just, and they would just be to add updates on PFAS and the lead, the lead implementation. So perhaps we could adopt within the water quality under yeah. water quality. Uh, if that's the desire that. Commissioners, I'd be all for it myself. Then I guess I would make that mo motion. I'll second that. Let's call the vote. Commissioner. Uh, oh. Ms. Leone, is there any oh. public comment? Yeah, I forgot. Any public we have no public comment on this item. Okay, thank you. All right, call for the vote. Commissioner Ackerman? Yes. Commissioner Amendola? No. Commissioner Armbruster? Yes. Commissioner Mulligan? Yes. Commissioner Savage? Yes. Vice Chair Aranio? Aye. Chair Clay? Yes. And the motion passes with five ayes and one no. Six, sorry. <laughs> we have everybody. Okay. Um, thank you all very much for that excellent discussion. Um, item four is the general manager's report with tentative water commission schedule and our general manager Gina Dorrington will 
All right. Well, thank you, Water Commissioners. Um, we did have a long break. Um, I appreciate the patience there while we uh, brought you up to a full commission. Um, so um, we also had a very long summer vacation. <laughs> um, we wanted to well, inform you that we welcomed some new staff um, during this uh, three-month period. Uh, Richard Martin, which you have met, is our new AGM of operations. Diego Ponce is our engineering technician. Victor Ramos and Logan Smith, uh, distribution operators and training. Gavin Lusk, alum, is the plant operator. Ho Joseph Navarro, electrical mechanical maintenance worker. Um, and Saffron Hullinger in laboratory. We also promoted uh, Stephen Ramos to lead electrical mechanical worker at Wastewater. And um, we did have a vacancy open up as we said goodbye to Betsy Cooper, our Assistant General Manager of Water Resources. After 28 years in service, she uh, happily trotted off to retirement, um, although she did say she may be watching this evening. So we still thank her presence. Um, that uh, leaves us with eight vacancies in um, Ventura Water currently, and um, we will be, we're holding active recruitments for those. Uh, Ventura Water is also uh, making uh, large uh, strides and progress in our training program, thanks to Richard coming on board. Um, so that, that'll allow us to have uh, virtual sa uh, safety training and educational credits for field staff, um, as well as develop an onboarding training, skills training for our new uh, employees. Council items, um, the council continues to move along with the general plan update process. Um, and last night, uh, we did get the LCP amendment for the uh, Ventura Water Pier property um, on the corner of Olivas Park and, um, and Spinnaker Harbor last night. Uh, Ventura Water Pier, uh, the construction has begun on the ocean outfall. Um, there is a sound wall up at Marina Park, and uh, we will be having some casing drill, uh, pounded into for our drilling hole next week. Um, there's also a um, median being removed along Anchors Way and a, another sound wall going up there for the directional drilling under the harbor. Uh, Linda is going to be coming with you next week to, or next month to give us an update on Ventura Water Pier more fully. The mid to west interconnection project um, to help move water efficiently through town and um, utilize our water resources uh, more efficiently has begun on Telegraph Road. Um, we had a lot also with our billing department. Uh, the auto dialer was activated um, and that will notify a customer um, through telephone when a water meter detects continuous use. So we launched that um, over a 24 hour period. Starting September 8th, um, customer care is changing their hours. Uh, they will be um, available seven days, of, or I'm sorry, five days a week, but on Fridays, that hour, the time will be from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That will allow for some uh, additional work that they need to do um, without answering phone calls. And then um, the AMI CIP, so our automated meter infrastructure, has been closed and um, charges for that maintenance and support agreement will be transferred over to the um, billing manager budget. You'll be receiving an update on that as well next month. Um, and we also have an AMI opt-out policy now and letters going out for those that may want to opt out. Um, and we have had um, a small amount of inquiries for opting out for AMI. And to date, we have received $90,823 in the LIWAP program on behalf of our customers needing assistance to pay their bills. The State Water Interconnect, um, we had um, 
we had a little bit of a setback on the congressional funding due to congressional um, budget. And so our um, $5 million grant from Senator Padilla is um, unlikely to move forward in this uh, budget period. However, we will be applying for another grant shortly, um, and that application is due at the end of next month. Um, we did get the um, state Irwin Prop 1 Round 2 grant of $2.5 million and an EPA grant of $2.8 million. Um, and you will be hearing a state water update in next month. Wastewater, um, we are in design for the MBR, and that continues um, with bringing on our construction manager at risk. So we have a fully fleshed team as we move through design and start um, looking at constructability. Uh, the ponds have been cleared from the overgrowth since we had such a great rainfall season, um, and uh, new signage is being placed, and we're holding educational tours again. And staff is working um, with Ventura College to give tours and classes, um, go out and do some field work to help sort of uh, promote uh, an industry employment base. Um, so it's also a great opportunity for our staff to, to show off their skills. Um, and we are getting ready to start um, touring. Um, our demonstration pilot will bring more information to you as that comes up. And um, staff, from the Ventura Water Reclamation Facility has been touring MBR facilities around uh, locally so that they can see what uh, inf uh, equipment's going to be installed and how to operate it. Um, on the water side, um, the river flows um, have continued into September, so um, we still have been operating. Um, and we did uh, go in and do a rehab for Nye Well 11 since the river had shifted in that area and were able to pump um, some amount of water out of there until we're starting to reach that dry season again. So um, we're, we're trying to, we, we did get successful samples out of Nye 11 and um, perhaps be able to bring that back to you in our CWRR. And um, we continue to work with FEMA on the reimbursement from our um, Foster Park area damages that we received during the storm event. Uh, Casitas has proposed new water rates, and um, we're going to be evaluating that at staff level and then working with Casitas Water to um, uh, amend our am uh, agreement with them um, to help stabilize those rates. Um, we did have a um, board member who was here this evening, um, and we'll bring back um, that progress on the agreement and um, what that uh, water usage will look like in our CWRR. Um, outreach, Ventura Water was busy. Um, we were out there at the 4th of July Parade and downtown street fair. Uh, we did the police and fire block party and the Ventura Land Trust wild and scenic events and the Rotary Beach Bash, um, reaching out to uh, customers and the public, talking about our projects, um, getting to know them and their concerns. And next month, um, we have the, we don't have the slide up? Okay, so next month we will um, bring to you Quite a bit of information, a lot of updates, um, and um, start heading into um, a full season for um, uh, projects. So uh, we're going to look at um, the Capital Improvement Program. Public Works is going to bring that and State Water. And um, we'll have a review from there. The AMI billing update, um, Teray will be presenting that. We um, will also have Linda um, we'll be presenting Ventura Water Pier. She has been actively working on the dashboard, and so she will be able to demonstrate that for you and, and talk about where we are. Great. Are there any public comments? Not on this item. 
Are there any commissioner comments or questions? Commissioner Ranio? Um, Gina, on attachment B of your report that was given to the uh, budget risk, green check mark, brown, red X, and yellow exclamation point. I wasn't able to find a pattern for those. <laughs> So Linda is going to give you that decipher next month. Um, we just want to let you know that we have f we have developed one for you. So yeah, um, mine is black and white, so I will not be able to. <laughs> okay. so the, red, the X is bad. Yeah, bad. Well, the X is uh, yeah, bad. I'm you know just a heads up. <laughs> Any other commissioner comments or questions? Um, I have one suggestion, which is that it would be great if you could, I see you've got your little manager's report bullet list there. Can we incorporate that into the minutes? So, I mean, there's just so much great information there, and I hate to just have it stated. The manager gave her a report. You know, it, it's great information, and there's so much going on. I think if we could get some consistent information flow, it would be... I guess Seems I would differ from that. Okay. In my experience, it's usually wise to just keep the minutes basic. Okay. It's, it's just better. It's, it's a formal documentation, and I think that, that I would propose that we do that. All right. Well, I won't hold on to it if there are objectives, objections, but I can't write as fast as you were, <laughs> you were reading. So. Any other comments? All right, this is a receive and file. Thank you very much. Welcome. <laughs> All right, time for public comments. And as Miles previously mentioned, in future meetings, we are going to move the general public comments to the beginning of the meeting to allow time for um, people who uh, might have uh, schedule restrictions, they can't sit through a whole long meeting to voice their concerns. So, but for today's meeting, um, if there are any further comments, um, we will receive them right now. Mr. Crawford? Three minutes. Okay. One, I'd like to thank you for having a meeting. Uh, since May, I, I read that in COVID you had meetings, but since May we have not had a water commission meeting. Thank you for having this one. Okay, I, I read an, a USC report on indirect injecting of purified reclaimed sewage water after the engineering process. Hopefully, hopefully, anything missed will be filtered out by the ground. I do not accept hopefully. That's why I say there's a potential contamination of our underground potable aquifer water. Fact. <laughs> okay, why should the Ventura residents have to pay for the additional water needed for proposed multi-housing units? Shouldn't developers, investors have the responsibility? We, we, we pay for what we have. We don't need any more water, the current residents. It's all these multiple housing units, that does, that's why they say there's a need. And then I go back to the state water connection. If that was completed back in 1971 or any time before now, we wouldn't, 
we wouldn't even be thinking about purifying reclaimed sewage water and injecting it into our potable aquifers underground. And then, and then, and then, then we're going to be drinking it and bathing in it with a potential, potential of contamination. I don't understand that at all, that, that thinking. We're talking over $350 million plus. I, I'm seeing all the increases coming in now. They voted a bunch of them in. You know, we're, we're talking, all, they're, they're putting in the extras now. You know, not only for, for uh, legal, but for all the contracts. They're putting it in now. So they know the estimated was way lower, way lower than what it actually is. What is the actual cost, estimated cost? Let's, let's let every, all the Ventura residents know, know. I mean, because you're going to expect us to pay for it. Whatever can't be granted or whatever you know, money that we got coming for it, the rest of it we're going to be expecting to pay for it. We're, we're not, we're not um, benefiting from it at all. We've already, we're paying for the water we got. And, and, but, but it's going to come back on us. And most people do not know that. Number one, they do not know it's purified, reclaimed sewage water. And number two, they don't know they're going to have to pay for it. I'm curious how much it costs for the financial consultant to, to say we need a five-year rate hike. And why are we having a five-year rate hike? Is it to pay for? I, I got a whole bunch of questions here, too. But I'm going to get on with this here. Our, I, I was told our underwater aquifer is already contaminated. Is this true? If they are, to what extent? If so, why are, why are not the Ventura residents informed that the underground potable water aquifers are contaminated? To what extent? Have any of our schools been tested for lead? I, I, I worked LA Unified Schools to get the lead out of the water. Time, is that time? Okay. Um, and please read the rest of the questions because it, it, gets, it gets even more involved. Thank you. For Handy. Good evening, commissioners. Welcome to the new commissioners on board. I appreciate what uh, Ms. Dorrington and Ventura Water has done with uh, Ventura River. I have been working on well number 11 for a while, trying to get that up, and I see it's been up, and hopefully it'll be productive in the very near future. Also, Casitas Water is giving us some real high rates that are coming in, and that's going to be a real cost factor, I believe, in the future. And I believe the Water Commission should really analyze where we get our water from. That's one of your responsibilities. The best water we have in our system is from Lake Casitas. The second best water is from Ventura River, and then it comes from the groundwater. If we take the maximum amount of water we can get from those two sources, we could probably get close to, this year, we could have gotten probably close to 8,000 acre feet of water, which is two-thirds of what we need, which would really mix well with the rest of the city. I believe that the Water Commission should really analyze that and look at it. On the GPAC, they're talking about possibly 22,000 extra residents. From looking at the Urban Water Management Plan in 2045, according to the stats on that, it says Ventura will only need 18,000 acre-feet of water for that time. That's 3,000 acre-feet above where we're running right now. Does that take into consideration 22,000 new units? I believe that should be analyzed and looked at by the Water Commission to see 
what the GPAC changes the effects of, what our demands are in the future so we can realistically look at what we are looking at. The information that I gave you right there in regards to the water that's actually sent or received from each one of the wells, I believe that is a report that should be given to the Water Commission. That is available, it's mandated by the state, and you have that available. That should be given to you guys at least once a year with the amount of water that's actually distributed or sold to see what we actually have. That way we get a better in, inflow as to what's going on. You're getting Casitas, you're getting Ventura River, you're getting Mounds, you're getting the Upper Ventura, you're getting Santa Paula, and you're getting Oxnard in all those areas, and we can actually see what the water is. From that, you can make intelligent decisions based on what's going on. That's something else that's gotta be reported to the state also on a yearly basis and they can break it down to whether it's by month or by year. And I believe that the commission should be getting that information on a yearly or by the yearly basis in January and after the fiscal year in June, because those are the two times of the year that Ventura has to report it. Another question would be with the water, with the um, ponds, the polishing ponds over there at the treatment plant, what's gonna happen to those when the MBR goes on? Are they gonna disappear? Or are they going to stay? I haven't seen anything on that. I haven't heard anything on that. And I'd really like to know. Thank you. Any other public comments? Any commissioner questions or comments? I just want to say thank you, Mr. Crawford and Mr. Handy, for your comments and your statements. I don't know what else I can say other than that. Any other commissioner comments? Welcome to the new commissioners. Yes, welcome. welcome. Yes. Thank you for your time. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, an announcement myself. Um, uh, the next meeting in October will be my last on the commission. I'm really sorry, but um, a sudden opportunity that we couldn't pass by came up to buy a property. It will be outside of city and uh, far enough away that it would be inconvenient and perhaps not even proper for me to to uh, continue my service on the water commission i've been a member since 2019 it's been a tremendous privilege uh, but the october meeting will be my last meeting on the commission and with that meeting is closed. Thank you all. Thank you.